Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Solutions Brewing Podcast. I'm Brendan. I'm joined by Steve and Rob. Rob's in a spaceship with a cool background on his video chat today, which... Yeah, I'm playing around with the background filters this time. Yeah, all I have in my background is a bunch of wires coming out of the wall. That's boring. <laughs> yeah, you should, you should deal with that at some point. I haven't in six years. <laughs> I'm pretty impressed with this background. The level of detail in it is pretty good. It's high res, too. Yep. Looks sweet. Yeah, and like slowly everything's rotating in the background and like the 3D holograms. Yeah, there's a little animation stuff. Yeah, it looks like I'm in the uh, International Space Station, and, but the, but like with more windows. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, Rob, Rob's got a great background. Steve and I don't. I'm a little disappointed that Steve didn't crack a beer during the intro, um, but say lovey. Yeah, you did that the last few times. Huh? Yeah. Well, and I thought Brennan just went and got a beer. When he I moved. did, but my beer is not in a can, as you can see. It's... Oh, are you, are you still drinking your experiment beer? I am. I am. This is my low alcohol experiment. So it came out to 1.4, or 1.5%. Well, that's, yeah, good. How's it taste? It's, you know, it's it's not the same as, so what, what I did, if people remember from uh, a few podcasts ago, is I took uh, my prairie ale and I brewed the same recipe twice, but once with a, a cold mash extraction. Um, so basically you mash at, five degrees uh and you get the protein out but none of the the sugars off the grain so mm. when you go to ferment you have a very low fermentation yada 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 so the the idea or what i was trying to do was try to recreate the same beer with a much lower alcohol percentage and i didn't do that um this one is not as full and doesn't have um the same malt character mouthfeel characteristics that the the full alcohol one does this one is more resembling a kolsch um, yeah or like, something light like that yeah because like like i had like for chinese new year i had both of them and like the regular beer was regular beer like it tastes tastes like beer uh and the second one you could taste the characteristics of the beer but it felt thinner it felt uh like i wouldn't want to say watery but it's more of like it was stretched out like it was like uh like you had only a set amount of flavor and you stretch it out over the course of the entire glass sort of thing so, so it's still like lacking body. Yeah, so it, it tasted it tasted good, but you could definitely like again trying one right after the other, you could tell definitely right away. It's like the the low alcohol one just doesn't have that oomph in the in the middle, which it'd be interesting to maybe play with it. Um like add in something like carapils or something like that to uh, to the malt to kind of give it pills or maybe some oats or something. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say this is the re- my prairie recipe where I forgot to put. Oh oats yeah, and this is oats. where yeah this is where I forgot the oats right. <laughs> so, right. So the, the the high alcohol one, I was like, well, you can kind of miss the oats, and then this one, I was like, man, I really should put oats in that. <laughs> so so that'd be the thing is to try it again with oats or carapils or something like that to try and do a little bit of that replacement, but still let that low uh, that low attenuation. Um, and see and see how it tastes. Yeah, the other thing I want to try to do with this is ferment it under pressure. There's a lot of esters that came out in the fermentation on this one that I wasn't intending. <laughs> so um, <laughs> again, it's it's drinkable. I'm drinking it. I've had three three pints here but today. Does it, does it taste like beer? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so, hard, the, that's always the hard part. Like I've always found like a lot of these they taste very malty, and they don't really taste like a beer per se. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like this is this is more akin to like a lager or a very very light blonde. Okay, would be kind of the the taste profile that I would give it, or or a Kolsch, like I said before. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. yeah, 
So like a, a light, a lighter style of beer. Okay. Yeah. So it'd be it'd be very good. Um, as a hot to summer the day though, because this you made an you made two versions of this, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you made a full alcohol and a low alcohol. Yeah. And does the full alcohol one also? That was a lighter beer style that originally you started with. No, it's it's a little bit of a darker. Well, it's a, a prairie ale. So it's it's similar to like Half Hitch has their Papa Bear, would be a. Okay. The closest uh, I've had. I haven't close. had that beer. I don't remember that one. Basically, it's it's a light ale that or lighter ale that you're making with every grain that you can. So you've you've got. So it's got some tippy. rye. It's got some oats. It's got uh, right. okay. some wheat. Some barley. Yeah. yeah. But the so there's so pretty, okay any grain that we grow in the prairies. Basically. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and you end up getting a really cool, uh, well-rounded flavor profile out of it. Uh, and the high alcohol one has that. It's got everything except for that extra little bit of mouthfeel that you get from the, the oats. Okay. Because, again, I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and managed to make the same mistake twice. And forgot this. And actually, I can't remember if I mentioned the last one, but the reason that I made the mistake is because I didn't want to just buy flaked oats at, the, at Grapes the Glass. So I was oh, like, you should have stopped by my place. I've got a bin full of oats. Well, no, so do I. Because my kid eats oh. oatmeal every day. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I already got buckets of this. And oh, why am I buying more here at $2 a pound or whatever? And then that, I got home. So and I got halfway through the mash on the first one. I was like, ah, no, forgot the oats. Oh, well, time to start the mash for the second one. And then like that one was because it's a, like a 72-hour mash. <laughs> I was like a day later. I was like, oh, no, I forgot the oats. You probably still could have added them. Yeah, but I was like I said, I'm not that smart. This is not a Brendan is smart <laughs> and can correct from his mistakes. So, at, at least now with uh, has your new equipment showed up yet? The grandfather has. Yeah, I put it together yeah. yesterday. Yeah, so that's the thing. In the future, you'll be able to do that 72 hour mash uh, a lot easier if you choose to do it that way. There, it was the easiest mash I've ever done. <laughs> This is, yeah, I guess so. Because, like, I, I didn't even need to put it in the, the cooler because it was, like, it just had to sit at my garage temperature. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. For, so I was like, whatever. So I put it in with basically cold water. And just let it sit. And just, <laughs> just let it sit, yeah. So actually, that reminds me, uh, now that we're talking about you guys got your grain fathers, just in time to not be able to use them because we're going to Jasper this weekend. Yeah. Yes, we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, so you get to dream about using it. <laughs> well, that's why I put it together because Steph was there and I was like, okay, you have to see what this looks like because like, it's my shiny new toy and you have to see that it's not just a big box because <laughs> I've had a lot of big boxes show up at my house here over the last two months as we've gotten all of our brewery equipment <laughs> and i mean uh, the brewery fermenters are the big plastic ones so they weren't as exciting as she was hoping and the bright tank was cool but it was way too big for anything i could use at my house <laughs> so i was like this this is this one's for me this is what it looks like this is why i got it sort of thing so right so on the subject we also talked about last week and our homebrew upgrades about getting different types of fermenters so that we could ferment under pressure. Mm-hmm. And then Joel emailed us after listening to the episode and reminded us that you can turn your 20 liter corning kegs into a pressurized fermentation vessel. Yes. Uh, uh, and you really only need to do two things. Yeah. Actually, only one thing. Technically, all you need is a spunding valve if you're going to ferment in it. And a spunding valve is really interesting because it's just basically, it's just a pressure gauge that you can adjust set up on your gas out on it and you set the pressure to whatever you want 5 10 15 psi whatever and all it does is it lets 
your fermentation build up until it reaches that pressure and then it'll leak the gas out yeah once at that pressure which is really cool because it's uh the corny kegs are not that expensive when compared when you compare it to like these brand new oh yeah like ss brewtech unit tanks which can go up to like a grand for homebrew version or whatever which uh, is completely silly but they range they range they could be yeah. anywhere from like 400 to 1000 bucks right depending but, on how many bells and whistles and valves you want it on it sort of thing yeah more yeah. than that the pressure rated unit tanks are usually a thousand to fifteen hundred bucks yeah exactly so uh whereas corny kegs are rated for 90 psi you'll never need to use that much if you're fermenting <laughs> <laughs> that's way over way overload so you know it's totally safe to do it in one of these and a spawning valve i just bought i bought two spawning valves for 50 bucks so 25 dollars for a spawning valve uh, you could do it for cheaper if you wanted to get the parts and put it together yourself i'm being lazy mm-hmm. um that and i was already i also was ordering um i'm going to convert i'm also going to convert the uh the dip tube which is right now the dip tube goes all the way down the bottom mm-hmm. to draw off the bottom i'm going to switch them out to the floating ones so that if I ferment in them, I will also just probably serve right out of them. And then this way I'm grabbing beer from the top instead of at the bottom where all the yeast and stuff is going to set. So the interesting thing about that is I wonder if like leaving that much like yeast and all that trub in the bottom is going to be uh, affect your beer at all. Because like I know like you can like you can like ferment in uh, like bottles and that sort of stuff and and go. But I'm just wondering if like leaving it in the bottom for like the entire process will do anything. I don't think I like I don't think so. I mean our competition beer we left it in there under pressure up until the point where we caked it. Mm-hmm. And I think once like once the once there's no sugars, once there's nothing for the yeast to eat, it just deactivates and it just sits, sits the bottom, right? Yeah, it sh- shouldn't do anything. Yeah, I think that there's it gets to a point where the yeast healthy yeast will actually start eating the dead yeast at one point if it's still <laughs> if that yeast is still active. So I think the key is to one when you're done, make sure it's chilled so that all the yeast goes dormant. Mm, and I yeah. think keeping it under pressure also helps because it also will help pack it down. Mm, that's true. Yeah. It's, right? it's a... Whereas if you left it on that yeast, like if you're doing like a like an open bucket fermentation and you just left it and you left that yeast on them, then absolutely I think you would get off flavors from that yeast hanging around if you didn't pull it off. But hmm. No, because that might be another another thing to do for my uh my stuff is just yeah well i, I, I want to <laughs> streamline my process as much as possible and get rid of as much of old my old equipment as possible so that might yeah, be so the the only con and joel mentioned this too in his email that he sent us is that if you're going to ferment that way obviously you can't ferment the full 20 liters because you have there's no blow off right <laughs> so you need the extra you need the extra headspace yeah so that fermentation can happen without anything pouring out because you don't want any liquid to go through your gas out you your spawning valve right that would be bad news <laughs> yeah trying to get that clean afterwards Ugh, pain so, in the ass well so even just getting to... the spawning valve to to seat afterwards if it gets like that that krausen has not just beer in it but there's a little bit of the yeast that comes with it as well and yeah, try, you try might just end up being afterwards. at zero pressure right away <laughs> i mean you could take it take it apart and do it but i mean the worst part would be the mess, right? Because if I have it somewhere, like if I if I have it in a closet, <laughs> fermenting way in a closet, it's just sort of dumping shit out of the out of the valve, you know. Then it's, I'm gonna have to put a bucket under it to catch yeah. it, you know. Come back a week later, and your carpet and floor is ruined. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So anyway, so I thought that was cool. So I uh, I pulled the trigger on that today. So I bought four floats because I have my kegerator can hold four kegs. So I was like, well, I'll convert four kegs. And mm-hmm. then I also bought two spawning valves uh, in case I ever decide to do a double batch. Then I can do two at the same time. Yeah. Perfect. It's a great idea. I'm going to start saving my pennies and wait for a sale on a unit tank, though, because because they're shiny. <laughs> they are shiny. They have other advantages too, like because you can dump the yeast out the bottom without transferring the beer. Yeah, no, I look for like I look forward to it because, yeah, I think yeah, I think I'm over buckets. I'm over glass carboys, and I'm over all that other stuff. So, uh, eventually, once uh, once that kind of stuff comes on sale and all that, and replace it, definitely going to be throwing my old equipment up for the next home brewer to mm. to use. Yeah, this definitely but, ruins my plan of giving all my old equipment to you guys, though. Because <laughs> we're all doing this in something different now. <laughs> well, it's your fault. You gave us the idea. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, I am going to keep some of this stuff because uh, I do like to also do some distilling. Mm-hmm. So I've got like a big plastic fermenter in it that's good enough for that. Because um, you need bigger batches for that because when you distill, you get opal stuffing. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm still gonna yeah, keep my the... boil kettle so I can do batches outside while I'm smoking. But I am getting, I do want to get rid of all the the fermenters that I have right now. I think I'm just gonna try and convert mine because I technically already have three vessels and a pump, so I could either use the same pump and just like switch hoses around to move stuff as I need to, or I can get a second pump to dedicate it. But I would need um, uh, the one, the three vessels I have would work, but one of them would be too small for a mash tun. I would need a larger, a larger kettle to do a mash tun. Like a 15 gallon or whatever? Like what's that other one you got, Steve? It's a 15 gallon. There you go. Is it? Yeah. I have to check. I I think mine's already like that. I bought it. I need like a 20 or something like that. Maybe. I'll have to check because like i've got my little and then, uh, eight gallon and then i've got just get my a welder to gallon. weld the two together <laughs> yeah, yeah totally yeah. then you have a 30 <laughs> all you have to do is go around in the circle right here yeah <laughs> all right well that's a pretty good intro what are we talking about today guys well uh we are also gonna just it's kind of a grab bag episode uh we we're just gonna talk about a bunch of tiny little things going on like uh for instance uh we got our water license for our brewery which is hilarious. Hey, yeah, we did. <laughs> Water license and fire inspection. Uh, so, yeah, we're getting really close. Uh, we need a lawyer to sign off on a document to say that, yes, this is... Yes, we're telling the truth, company. basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, I, we're telling the I, truth. Should, I should tell a story about the fire inspection because it's, it's actually pretty funny. So, yeah, go for it. So, uh, so Monday morning, actually this Monday morning, uh, or the night before, Brendan says, hey, can you beat them out at like 2 o'clock? And I'm like, oh, sure. And so drive out and I lose a little time on the roads because of traffic and I ran into a witch along the way. Uh, I think she cursed me to hit every red light after I ran into her. This, this old bat on Crow Child was doing 30 in the 60 zones and was trying to hog two lanes. And I, had, I was behind her for like a couple minutes and I was honking the horn at her. And then when I went around, she gave me a glare and then I hit red lights every afterwards every time. So. You see, that's for, funny because there's not a lot of 60 zones on Crow Child, but there's also not a lot of lights. So I'm kind of... Shit yeah, tickled that you got stuck on both of those. I got stuck on both of them, and then and that's the thing. But I hit every red light up until I got to the uh, 
out to the shop. So I was, I was a couple minutes, a uh, couple minutes behind. Okay, that's fine. But I pull up and there's basically a fire engine in the middle of the, uh, of the, like the little driveway asphalt pad in front of the house. But they parked it in such a way that I couldn't drive by it. It was right at the mouth of the, uh, <laughs> of where it widens. So it was, so I'm like, okay, I think I can get around him. Like there's snow drifts on either side. And I drove a little bit into the one and I just felt like my vehicle slip off the edge. And I was like, no, no, put it in a four wheel drive, drive it back out. So I'm, so it's me parked, then the fire engine, and then like the rest of the, uh, the space. So check the house real quick. They haven't seen the firefighters. I'm like, okay, throw out the shop. And I'm, and it's, it's an, it's an actual engine. So I'm like, oh, there's probably like two guys here or something like that. And like, or the one guy, it was just supposed to be captain. So I walk over and our, our patron, Mr. Pipa was there anyways. So he, he had let them, let them in and see, but I step into the doorway. There's five firefighters there. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the, the space we have is 330 square feet. So it's the size of like two average bedrooms or something like that. That's roughly how big it is. Uh, yeah, 30, 32 feet by 10 feet. So we've got, so Brendan had set up the equipment and all this kind of stuff. So we had the tables kind of set up. We had the fermenters and we had the vessels kind of sitting everywhere. And then there's these five freaking firefighters and they must have been, and I actually said this and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm sorry, guys, you must be so disappointed. You thought you were coming to like a big fancy brewery and you came to this. <laughs> <laughs> and like at least one third of the space is actually taken up already because the cooler's there. So the cooler is like nine feet out from the wall. So like you walk in there once you're like, oh, it's, this is a frame for a you know, a cooler or something. And then the rest of it is like, here's some fermenters, here's some tanks. And so the, the, the firefighters. And a bunch are, of kegs. And then and like the well, kegs. the kegs are on top of the cooler at least. Yeah, so, so the kegs are at least on top oh, of the cooler. Okay. Actually, I put new pictures on the, uh, in in the picture folder for, for Instagram later. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah. Um, but it's just, they're just sitting there. And so, the, so the fire inspection was, he basically looked at it and went, yep. Um, he, he did make the comment cause he had talked to Brendan beforehand, uh, that, you know, get a fire extinguisher. So Brendan had actually mounted the fire extinguisher on one of the beams. He's like, yep. And the other thing he, he, uh, he said, is like, it's like, so what, like, so what, like what potentially is flammable or something on this side? It's like, okay, like we will have our kettle and it, it's like a 5,500 watt element, the 240 volts sort of thing. He's like, okay, all right. And it's like the only other thing that could possibly do it is that we're going to have compressed gas on site. And he's like, well, what kind of, like, is it a flammable gas? I'm like, no, just tanks of CO2 for us to keg stuff. And he goes, it's oh. actually a fire extinguishing gas. <laughs> it's, 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 so it's funny. He's just like, oh, okay. And then for the, the last, last thing, he's like, oh, I'll have to check the electrical panel. And the electrical panel for all, it has four breakers in it. Because it's got like one for the lights, one for the two forty volt power, and then like one for the uh, plugs. Yeah, one one for the plugs, and then one for the uh, in floor heating sort of thing. So it's just it's just like n- nothing. So he's like, hmm. and he's like, the only recommendation I'd say is that you should probably have a smoke alarm somewhere in this space. But yeah, I'm pretty sure if you, something happened, you'd probably see it or smell it right away. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and I'm like, I think I actually literally have a spare smoke uh, smoke alarm at home. I'll just bring it in and put it on the yeah. wall. Perfect. Um, but then it was funny because he was actually making fun of the AGLC rules. 
because per AGLC, and we talked about this on a pre- previous podcast, uh, it had to be a solid wall. And we, we floor tried to ceiling to, wall. Yeah, floor to ceiling wall. Um, had to be framed and had to be drywall essentially on one side to make a solid wall. Uh, couldn't be the chain link like we we had proposed. And uh, he was like, "Well, that's really stupid." And it's like it's you know just a reading of the rules the AGLC has because he's like, "They're like this is." Like, he's like, you can break through this in, like, seconds. I'm like, yeah, one, like, solid punch or kick, and you can get into the brewery. Like, there's nothing stopping you. As opposed to a chain link fence, which would be very difficult to get through unless you had, like, wire cutters or something. Yeah, but the rules being the rules. And the, so so this firefighter captain's just shaking his head. Uh, but I, what I told him is that, because uh, then I, I was just shooting the ship with the firefighters for a bit, so they were just... We're, talking and I'm like hey this is probably like the smallest brewery in Alberta <laughs> and they're like really and I was like I'm pretty sure like by uh, vessel really like, good chance I don't think there are any nano breweries in, there are bike, lots of micro breweries but not, I don't think there are any nanos yeah I think I think we are the smallest brew system oh, two pillars maybe no two pillars we're technically smaller than two pillars we're, we're smaller than two pillars and our our production space is smaller than two pillars as well I'm pretty sure so uh yeah um, so I was just shooting the shit with them and, and I'm like, oh guys, you should, you should go see far. And they're like, oh, where's far? I'm like diamond Valley. And they're like, oh, that's still rocky view. That was pretty close. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, he's got a new 25,000 square foot facility he's going to be doing. And they're like, oh, wow. Maybe I should pick up some of their beers. Like, oh yeah, no, they make great beer. Don't worry. But I did tell them, uh, once our IPA comes out, cause one of the guys was asking like what kind of beers we make. It's like, oh, we make all varieties, but I'm like, Hey, the IPA will, will drop some off at the fire station for you boys. And they're all like, "Oh, oh, that's that's a great idea." <laughs> so yeah, that'll be early March. Yeah, early March. I'll uh, I'll pop over and take a case of each and drop it off for them. <laughs> Actually, it might be mid March. I think they said it would take three weeks to do that, and our brew date is the twenty first. Twenty first. Yeah. Yeah, twenty first. Yeah. So it's coming up soon. One, two. Yeah, it'd be more like mid March. That's fine. They're they're literally the the fire station they came from. They're literally on the road from Calgary to Cochrane on the one A. So oh nice yeah they're they're the uh, the fire station by that mega uh, that mega church that's uh, like on the uh, south side of the one A there by Lock End Road. It's a normal sized church. It's that's a that massive freaking church. It's Have you been inside that, that church? Yeah, it's yeah. huge. It's not that. Big. I don't normally take that route because I live in Airdrie, so I just go yeah five, five seven, seven straight out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, I was just. I'll pop in one day. Just give him a quick message. Make sure the captain's there because if the captain's not there, all the boys are just going to take the beer. <laughs> At least if we give it to the captain, he'll dole it out or he'll make sure it gets to everyone gets a taste sort of thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like the uh, oh yeah. And then the only other thing is that I've Brennan had uh, partially repaired the uh, the table by getting legs for the two missing legs we didn't have for the uh, our metal table. So I I fixed that by getting the uh, uh, so it's the table we got off auction? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, Brendan spent like, I don't know, 16 bucks or something like that getting the legs. Yeah. So that was just, I was at uh, Home Hardware for fittings because I am not a great plumber, I guess. I yeah. Yeah. Stick, stick to your way. profession. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> stick to your spreadsheets. Designing pipelines with fittings. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know a plumber. We could get the guy to do it. I could probably just give him some case of beer or something like that. Oh, it's already done. 
Yeah, it's, uh, it's just Brendan had to make how many different trips to the to the supply store? Three? No, what happened is is when I pressure tested <laughs> something. I, I had it's like when you build a deck and you always you go to Home Depot ten times yeah, in one day. That's that's what it is, and and one of them was uh, it was a PEX fitting that I had over over stressed when I was after we turned the water on and pressure tested the taps. I had to tighten a couple of them, and then in tightening one of them, I overstressed the PEX, which means I had to cut it out. <laughs> Mm. And then I was like, oh, text fitting, of course, so I had to go out and buy a replacement for it. And they, they had the 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 pipe there, so I was like, oh, well, that's about the exact size that we need. So took that home, hacksawed off two inches of it, and put it in. Yeah, and then I was then, out with, with a drill, and I drilled in and put uh, just two, a bolt and a nut in each one, and yeah. now it's now it's a real table. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was kind of funny when I put it in, because I was like, oh, Dad, I need your help to flip over the table. Then he's like, well, what's holding those legs? And I was like, the table on top of it when we flip it over. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good that you have the the bolts in there now. If we ever want to move the table, we won't have to fuck around with those legs. But Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, like uh, like the, the only big thing that we got to do now is kind of build, like we got all that leftover uh, plywood and... and and two by four is just build out some cooler yeah finish the cooler and finish the uh finish building the tables sweet yeah almost there and get aglc inspection and pass that frame our licenses and yes and then put it up on the wall and saying this is structural (laughs) and then then make all the beer yeah and then make all the beer yeah Mm mm-hmm yeah, cool. So that's uh, well, probably won't happen this month. So we'll get hopefully next month, I can see that. We'll yeah, like we, it's very unlikely we'll get it this month. Like it, there's a small chance, but it's likely going to be early March. That's because we're wasting all our time going up to Jasper to have a lot of fun with Jasper Beer <sighs> yeah. Fest. Yeah, damn shame. <laughs> Darn it! Eh? What a shame. So yeah, you guys have fun. This is like unfortunate if like. You were so close. If there was like, if there was like one treatment, I could have like, didn't have to skip. I probably could have made this one, but oh well. It means I'll be healthy for the Edmonton one. Yes, March. you will. Yeah, unless I'm in for surgery or something. Like that, <laughs> I'm so, so either the boys will be back, or it's going to be the boys are slightly delayed again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one of the two. So let's go in there. So yeah, I guess. Uh, so other than that, we got Jasper Beer Fest coming up this weekend. So hopefully. We'll see you guys there. Um, that is this Friday and Saturday, February was it? 10th and 11th. 11th yeah. oh, I got the days right. Yep. Followed by Super Bowl yeah. Sunday. That's right. Which we're not affiliated with. Well, we're not affiliated <laughs> at all. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's going to be an interesting festival. Me and Brennan are, are batching it this weekend uh, at, a, at a lovely it's actually almost like a almost a block from where we stayed the first time last year guys it's like literally the next road up and just a little bit ways down um so there's actually a really awesome. great coffee shop i want to go hit again they made a really good breakfast burrito so i'm happy you guys are gonna be pretty busy too because well, you're going you're driving up friday yep. morning you gotta set the place up and then the event starts friday mm-hmm. and then you have iron brewer in the afternoon on saturday and then the festival continues that evening so it's like yeah it's, you're pretty much going to be at the festival the whole time yep and, and then, then sunday we come home 
And yeah, and, and Sunday, Sunday it's coming back. <laughs> figure that out. So that'll be fun. But uh, yeah, no, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a good show. Yeah, well, what's really nice about this one compared to other Brutal Beer Festivals, usually you have to take down right away at the end of the show. This time you can, they're like, ah, oh, just come back in the morning and take it down on Sunday because they have nothing happening on Sunday. Yeah. So it's, it's, that, it's, the venue is just better than all the other venues. I mean, yeah, it's really nice. Here, yeah. do you want any ice? You got it. You need power? Yeah. Here, we'll run a cord for you. Yeah, like being, lunch? Yeah. <laughs> here, like we got the buffet for everybody over there. Yeah, here's everybody. And ice, they supplied ice yeah. for yep. you too. So like like the, the the funniest thing was on the Sunday morning the hardest thing was trying to find a parking space because everyone was leaving that Sunday morning <clears throat> like not only just us but also everyone who had come down for the weekend so they were just packing up and getting out of there so that was the hardest thing was just finding a spot and then just get everything loaded up but as we're loading up the uh, fridge and all that there's like people with um like Corvettes and like BMWs and all that kind of stuff and they're like concierge like bring or bring it over and they, they're driving off whatever it's like ah oh, you fucking bastards but <laughs> <laughs> someday someday but yeah someday. no it's gonna be but it should be uh it should be easier for you guys this time because uh our poor display fridge doesn't work anymore so you guys won't be bringing that up with you so i'm not sad <laughs> <laughs> yeah well for the we'll, uh... we'll have a more muted display for this uh for this festival then but i mean for like tear down take it like you don't, it'll be, you're not really care it'll be easy a right couple boxes than... of stuff it's gonna be super simple yeah. the heaviest thing will be the beer for iron brewer yeah hopefully it'll be much lighter by the time we have to tear it out <laughs> yes it better be <laughs> yeah it better be uh so. the balzac brewer is gonna be is in on that i just saw an instagram post for that so oh really yeah yeah, yeah. ah local competition i was very tempted i was tempted to message them and be like Want to bet to see who does better? <laughs> <laughs> Put on a little friendly Airdrie wager. <laughs> well, the problem is they don't rank them all, right? They're basically just like, here's your winner, here's your runner-up. Yeah, you, if you end up in the top three, you're in the top three, and then after that, it's whatever. You're not in top three. Yeah. So you could be like, whoever's in the top three or highest of those, and then after that, if if neither one's in there, you're both losers. <laughs> <laughs> No. Have to be a thing where if they lost, they have to wear Solutions Brewing gear while working. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, something Ooh. like that. That, that, <laughs> that. We'll have to set something up like that for next time. But yeah, too late. But. <laughs> yeah, one one of your booth people must wear one of the shirts of the oh. other brewery. <laughs> There's always always next year. Yeah. Yep. No, it's coming becoming a nice little tradition for us. Yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Um, Oh, and I also, yeah, what's nice is like, you know, like Edmonton and Edmonton and um, Calgary Beer Fest are always like, you pay the ticket to get in and then you have to buy sample tokens. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one is like an all-inclusive thing. You're paying, it's quite a bit it's more. It's a hundred bucks. Because you're paying for a hotel stay, hotel stay, but it also gets you entry into the Beer Fest and then there's, there's no sample tickets for the event. So you just... You just drink as as much as you want. Yeah, like they have the the package. You and can they s- also supply f- and food. Yeah, food's included on those too, right? So, so, like, yeah, you can stay at the hotel. I think it's like six hundred fifty bucks to stay at the hotel, and you get two nights uh, for all the tickets and all that kind of stuff, which is you know pretty good. But yeah, just an individual ticket for a single night is a hundred dollars. But yeah, it's unlimited food, unlimited booze, which is awesome. Yeah, exactly. So, anyways, yeah. So hopefully we get to see you guys there, or hopefully Brendan and Steve get to see you there, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, and I hope to see everyone at the Edmonton Beer Fest. Edmonton one. Which is March 10th and 11th. 
Yes. Exactly. <laughs> One month hence. Oh, we should talk about our little, uh, just before we go here, our little sponsor spot. I think we did mention it last time, but uh, Sobeys is going to be running a promotion with us again. So yes. uh, we will be in the flyer uh, March 3rd uh, for the March 3rd uh, weekend. It's actually 2nd to the 8th? Yes. And we will, there will also be a radio spot on TSN 1260. Yeah. On March 3rd. The reason why I bring it up, because I thought it was the same weekend. I'm like, oh, we'll be up for Beer Fest. We can just like pop in, in the studio and talk with the guys for beer, with the beer things. Like, nope, yeah. prior weekend. Damn it. <laughs> <Just> before, <yeah. laughs> close, but, very close. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, we will, there will be a, I don't know how long they guaranteed a segment, but they'll, there will be a tasting segment uh, on the radio for us. Uh, I think they said, the last one I checked, or the, the sample they checked, it was like six, seven minutes or something like that. So yeah, it's about ten minutes. Um, they're going to talk about three of the beers. So there'll be the kiss, the missing piece, and the dark humor stuff. Yeah. So looking, yeah, I wanted to send them the IPA, but the IPA won't be ready. Yeah, well, <laughs> two more weeks in would have been ready, but that's fine. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a big boost, and uh, we're going to be in a lot of stores again. And they're actually going to be. It's not just going to be just the missing piece. There is also going to be kiss as part of the promotion too. So yeah, and some of them will carry the stuff. Oh my god! <laughs> Steve's cat's making mess over. Yeah, there. my kittens. My kittens get the zoomies. <laughs> oh, you know what the single most annoying thing is? Uh, so at my home office, I've got my laptop set up, so I have like laptop and uh, my computer monitor, and we put his cat tree right behind my desk, so he's at the perfect height to like just put his hand paw print bound and just like tap my monitor, which is a touch screen. So occasionally I'm doing stuff and all of a sudden my cursor just goes away and I'm, I click on something else. I'm like, what the damn it, Finn. <laughs> but you, know, you can probably but just, turn that off. The, the touch screen uh, yeah. I think I have to, um, between the toddler and between the cat, uh, there's, too, there's been too many miss like, cause you can also like Microsoft teams, you can dial out easily and it's done that a few times whoops so you've gotta, yeah you've got to make your user interface a little less intuitive <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah his little toe beans are just tapping the screen and all of a sudden like it exit out exit out the window it's like oh my god cat <laughs> i was working on that spreadsheet <laughs> but yeah that's uh kind of just a big kind of grab bag status update for solutions brewing uh, between yeah, all so... the stuff that's been going on lately so yeah so with uh, Jasper this weekend, tune in next week because we will for sure be talking about the Iron Brewer and the festival in general. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so uh, if anyone wants to let us know what they got going on, or you know if they're curious about or they're interested in whatever, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. This is such a like, this is like a dog's breakfast. I, I, I was gonna say, uh, I, I love your attempt at the segue there. It was, it was, yeah, it was, really it was great. It was if great. anybody has an idea for a podcast topic, <laughs> yeah, that's right. how, how could they let us know? Well, they could, uh, they could go to our website, solutionsbrew.com, at which there is our new newsletter that you can sign up for, where there is a form as well that will. Uh, send a message to no problems at solutionsbrewing.com. And you can also find us on uh, <laughs> on Instagram and Facebook at Solutions Brewing Co. And also on Spotify. Yeah. And are we still on Apple at all? Yeah, Apple? That's what, yeah, yeah we're yeah. on all of them. That's okay. where I listen so to this fantastic podcast. See, I listen on Spotify. So yeah. even Am- Amazon's the newest one. We're on there too. Ooh. Ooh. Fancy. Oh, so you can like 
everywhere except for what was the one we we got off of? I think it was Google. I think Google Podcasts. Well, or something. Technically, we're on Google too. Yeah. We just stopped putting any effort into letting people know we were there because we couldn't figure out how to access the episode. Uh, Google works a little bit different. You can you can search Google Podcasts or there's like these RSSS feeds you can sign up for. But uh, okay, yeah. But yeah. So anywhere podcasts are found, you can anywhere podcasts one. are found. And if you're it's hearing this, podcast. you probably already found it. <laughs> yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, I'd hope so. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks everyone for joining us, and we will talk to you guys next time. Yeah. That's the glory of unscripted episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Take care, everyone.